talking and learning a bit about Big Ben. If you're unfamiliar with the site in London, sit tight and enjoy the episode. Big Ben is the nickname for the great bell of the clock at the north end of the Palace of Westminster in London, and is usually extended to refer to both the clock and the clock tower. The official name of the tower in which Big Ben is located was originally the Clock Tower, but it was renamed Elizabeth Tower in 2012 to mark the Diamond Jubilee of Elizabeth II. The tower was designed by Augustus Pugin in the Neo-Gothic style. When completed in 1859, its clock was the largest and most accurate four-face striking and chiming clock in the world. The tower stands 315 feet tall, and the climb from the ground level to the belfry is 334 steps. Its base is square, measuring 39 feet on each side. Styles of the clock are 23 feet in diameter. On May 31st, 2009, celebrations were held to mark the tower's 150th anniversary. Big Ben is the largest of five big bells and weighs 13 and a half tons. It was the largest bell in the United Kingdom for 23 years. The origin of the bell's nickname is open to question. It may be named after Sir Benjamin Hall, who oversaw its installation, or heavyweight boxing champion Benjamin Kant. Four quarter bells chime at 15, 30, and 45 minutes past the hour and just before Big Ben tolls on the hour. The clock uses its original Victorian mechanism, but an electric motor can be used as a backup. The tower is a British culture icon recognized all over the world. It is one of the most prominent symbols of the United Kingdom and parliamentary democracy, and is often used in the establishing shot of films set in London. The clock tower has been part of a Grade 1 listed building since 1970 and a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1987. On August 21, 2017, a four-year schedule of renovation works began on the tower, which are to include the addition of a lift. There are also plans to reglaze and repaint the clock dials. With a few exceptions, such as New Year's Eve and Remembrance Sunday, the bells are to be silent until the work has been completed in the 2020s. Elizabeth Tower, previously called the Clock Tower but more popularly known as Big Ben, was raised as part of Charles Barry's design for a new palace after the old Palace of Westminster was largely destroyed by fire on the night of October 16, 1834. The new parliament was built in a neo-Gothic style. Although Barry was the chief architect of the palace, he turned to Augustus Pugin for the design of the clock tower, which resembles earlier Pugin designs, including one for the Scarra's Brick Hall in Lancashire. The design for the tower is Pugin's last design before his final descent into madness and death, and Pugin himself wrote, at the time of Barry's last visit to him to collect the drawings, I never worked so hard in my life for Mr. Barry, for tomorrow I render all the designs for finishing his bell tower, and it is beautiful. The tower is designed in Pugin's celebrated Gothic revival style and is 315 feet high. The bottom 200 feet of the tower's structure consists of brickwork and sand-colored Anston limestone cladding. The remainder of the tower's height is a framed spire of cast iron. The tower is founded on a 50-feet square raft made of 10 feet thick concrete at a depth of 13 feet below ground level. The four clock dials are 180 feet above ground. Despite being one of the world's most famous tourist attractions, the interior of the tower is not open to overseas visitors though United Kingdom residents were able to arrange tours well in advance through their Member of Parliament before the current repair works. However, the tower currently has no lift, though one is being installed, so those escorted had to climb 334 limestone stairs to the top. Journalists during Queen Victoria's reign called it St. Stephen's Tower. As MPs originally sat at St. Stephen's Hall, these journalists referred to anything related to the House of Commons as news from St. Stephen's. On June 2, 2012, the Daily Telegraph reported that 331 members of Parliament, including senior members of all three main parties, supported a proposal to change the name from Clock Tower to Elizabeth Tower in tribute to Queen Elizabeth II in her Diamond Jubilee year. This was thought to be appropriate because the large West Tower, now known as Victoria Tower, was renamed in tribute to Queen Victoria on her Diamond Jubilee. On June 26, 2012, the House of Commons confirmed that the name change could go ahead. The Prime Minister, David Cameron, announced the name change on September 12, 2012 at the start of the Prime Minister's questions. 
The change was marked by a naming ceremony in which the Speaker of the House of Commons, John Burkow, unveiled a name plaque attached to the tower on the adjoining speaker's green. The clock's movement is famous for its reliability. The designers were the lawyer and amateur horologist Edmund Beckett Denison and George Airy, the astronomer royal. Construction was entrusted to clockmaker Edward John Dent. After his death in 1853, his stepson, Frederick Dent, completed the work in 1854. As the tower was not complete until 1859, Denison had time to experiment. Instead of using deadbeat escapement and remontoir as originally designed, Denison invented the double three-legged gravity escapement. This escapement provides the best separation between pendulum and clock mechanism. The pendulum is installed within an enclosed windproof box beneath the clock room. It is 13 feet long, weighs 660 pounds, suspended on a strip of spring steel, 1 64th inch in thickness, and beats every two seconds. The clockwork mechanism in a room below weighs 5 tons. On top of the pendulum is a small stack of old penny coins. These are used to adjust the time of the clock. Adding a coin has the effect of minutely lifting the position of the pendulum's center of mass, reducing the effective length of the pendulum rod, and hence increasing the rate at which the pendulum swings. Adding or removing a penny will change the clock's speed by 0.4 seconds per day. The clock is hand-wound, taking about an hour and a half three times a week. On May 10, 1941, a German bombing raid damaged two of the clock's dials and sections of the tower's stepped roof and destroyed the House of Commons chamber. Architect Sir Giles Gilbert Scott designed a new five-floor block. Two floors are occupied by the current chamber, which was used for the first time on October 26, 1950. The clock ran accurately and chimed throughout the blitz. The main bell, officially known as the Great Bell, but better known as Big Ben, is the largest bell in the tower and part of the Great Clock of Westminster. It sounds an E-natural. The original bell was a 16-ton hour bell, cast on August 6, 1856 in Stockton-on-Tees by John Warner and Sons. The bell was possibly named in honor of Sir Benjamin Hall and his name is inscribed on it. However, another theory for the origin of the name is that the bell may have been named after a contemporary heavyweight boxer, Benjamin Kant. It is thought that the bell was originally to be called Victoria or Royal Victoria in honor of Queen Victoria, but that an MP suggested the nickname during a parliamentary debate. The comment is not recorded in Hansard. Since the tower was not yet finished, the bell was mounted in New Palace Yard, but during testing it cracked beyond repair, and a replacement had to be made. The bell was recast on April 10, 1858 at the Whitechapel Bell Foundry as a 13.5-ton bell. The second bell was transported from the foundry to the tower on a trolley drawn by 16 horses, with crowds cheering its progress. It was then pulled 200 feet up to the clock tower's belfry, a feat that took 18 hours. It is 7 feet 6 inches tall and 9 feet in diameter. This new bell first chimed in July 1859. In September, it too cracked under the hammer. According to the foundry's manager, George Mears, the horologist Denison had used a hammer more than twice the maximum weight specified. For three years, Big Ben was taken out of commission and the hours were struck on the lowest of the quarter bells until it was repaired. To make the repair, a square piece of metal was chipped out from the rim around the crack and the bell given an eighth of a turn so the new hammer struck in a different place. Big Ben has chimed with a slightly different tone ever since and is still in use today with the crack unrepaired. Big Ben was the largest bell in the British Isles until Great Paul, a 16 and 3 quarter ton bell, currently hung in St. Paul's Cathedral, was cast in 1881. The clock has become a cultural symbol of the United Kingdom, particularly in the visual media. When a television or filmmaker wishes to indicate a generic location in the country, a popular way to do so is to show an image of the tower, often with a red double-decker bus or black cab in the foreground. In 2008, a survey of 2,000 people found that the tower was the most popular landmark in the United Kingdom. It has also been named as the most iconic film location in London. The sound of the clock chiming has also been used in this way in audio media, but as the Westminster quarters are heard from other clocks and other devices, the sound is by no means unique. Big Ben is a focal point of New Year's celebrations in the United Kingdom, with radio and television stations airing its chimes to welcome the start of the new year. To welcome in 2012, the clock tower was lit with fireworks that exploded at every toll of Big Ben. 
Similarly, on Remembrance Day, the chimes of Big Ben are broadcast to mark the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month and the start of the two-minute silence. The chimes of Big Ben have also been used at the state funerals of monarchs on three occasions. Firstly, at the funeral of King Edward VII in 1910, when Big Ben chimed 68 times, one stroke for each year of the monarch's life. Secondly, at the funeral of King George V in 1936, 70 strokes. And finally, at the funeral of King George VI in 1952, 56 strokes. Londoners who live in appropriate distance from the tower and Big Ben can, by means of listening to the chimes both live and on analog radio, hear the bell strike 13 times. This is possible because the electronically transmitted chimes arrive virtually instantaneously, while the live sound is delayed traveling through the air since the speed of sound is relatively slow. ITN's News at 10 opening sequence formerly featured an image of the tower with the sound of Big Ben's chimes punctuating the announcement of the news headlines of the day. The Big Ben chimes, known within ITN as the bongs, continue to be used during the headlines and all ITV news bulletins use a graphic based on the Westminster clock dial. Big Ben can also be heard striking the hour before some news bulletins on BBC Radio 4 and the BBC World Service, a practice that began on December 31, 1923. The sound of the chimes is sent live from a microphone permanently installed in the tower and connected by line to Broadcasting House. The tower is undergoing a major renovation which began in August of 2017 and is expected to last four years. Big Ben's chimes were silenced at noon on August 21st. Essential maintenance will be carried out on the clock which will be stopped for several months during which there will be no chimes. Striking and tolling will be maintained for important events such as New Year's Eve and Remembrance Sunday. Big Ben will resume striking and tolling in 2021. The aim of the renovation is to repair and conserve the tower, upgrade facilities as necessary, and ensure its integrity for future generations. The last significant renovation work was carried out to the tower in 1983 to 1985. The most significant addition to the tower will be the installation of a lift. The clock faces are to be repainted and regilded, and many broken panes of glass are also to be replaced on the dials. Originally, the renovation was estimated to cost between 29 million and 45 million pounds. However, in September 2017, the figure increased to 61 million. So if you ever find yourself in London, it is one of the most iconic sites you can find yourself stumbling upon. And now you know a bit of extra info that the tourist guide might leave out. So as always, if you have any topics for future shows, please let me know. Or if you have any feedback on how I can make the show better or just want to chit-chat, feel free to shoot us an email to theforevercuriouspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Forever Curious Podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And that will do it for us on this episode of the Forever Curious Podcast. We'll see you next time.